0: Warning: This podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature, not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Three girls. Three girls. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooky. We on that haunted ground, the three spooked girls. Hey there, spooksters. Welcome back to another stabby snippet here on three spooked girls. My name is Jessica. And as always, I am joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. Today we're going to be talking about a case that actually I did, if you're a patron, you might know this story. If you're a $5 and up patron, you might know this story. I did it on a live like last year or the year before. It was a while ago. And it's just, it was a really good story. So I thought I would tell it on the main feed. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about the murder of Abraham Lee Shakespeare. I kind of like, you know, already spoiled it in the first like two seconds. (laughs) But I mean, if it wasn't a crime, we wouldn't be talking about it. Mm -hmm. So Abraham Lee Shakespeare was born on April 24th, 1966. And we don't know a lot about his early life because he is, he's one of the lucky people in the world who wins the lottery. On November 15th, 2016, Abraham Shakespeare with his co-worker, Michael Ford, goes to a gas station, like a, it's called a town star convenience store. So it's like a gas station and... Abe says, "Hey, would you mind getting me some stuff in there?" And he had five dollars in his pocket at the time. He spent two dollars of that on tickets, so he bought two lottery tickets, and then he bought a drink and then some like cigarettes or like little cigarettes. I think it's probably like a Swisher Suite. I don't know. That's just what pops into my head. Mm-hmm. Michael Ford went in, purchased those items for him with his money, and then came out. And this was in Frostproof, Florida, which I always think is funny because it's called Frostproof, and I'm like, does you get frost?" in frost proof <laughs> riddles so mike buys the two tickets and the winning numbers end up being 12 13 42 6 52 and 34 so he goes home at night and he like looks at the lottery which i'm gonna be honest like i don't even really know how the lottery really works like <laughs> if someone were to be like complete a lottery purchase i'd be like who do i give my money i have no idea how to do it but anyway mm. yeah i've i've literally only ever bought scratchers <laughs> I've like, <laughs> basically, I've put in like with a pool of people, but never just like, I'm going to go by myself and buy a lottery ticket. I tell, I'm going to do that this year. I'm going to buy a lottery ticket. Just one. See how this works. Do it. Do it. Maybe you'll win. You oh, never know. Please don't let anyone murder me, though. <laughs> no. So he ends up finding out that night that he won $30 million, which let's talk about that. That's like life changing money. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he did the right thing and he took the lump sum because then he only pays taxes once hmm So he ends up with $17 million, which isn't too shabby for, you know a dollar. <laughs> but that's still a lot. Holy shit. Right. So he did the normal thing that lottery winners do, which is he went and bought himself a house and he kind of splurged on this house. He bought a 1.1 million dollar home in a gated community in North Lakeland, Florida, which apparently is like the bougie area around where he lived, cuz he lived in like more <laughs> of like a working class neighborhood and then he moved to the gated community. Oh. He also bought a Nissan Altima, which makes sense like if you're going to splurge on that big ass house, you should definitely be mindful of the cars you buy. Mm -hmm. I've driven them, so I like Ultima, so I approve. Mm -hmm. And he also went to the pawn shop and bought a Rolex. So that's what he wanted for himself. Well, that was in January of 2007. So it was like right after he got the money, he moved up. Mm -hmm. In April of 2007, Michael Ford actually decides to sue Abe, alleging that the ticket that he had was actually his and that Abe stole it. And he wanted a million (gasps) dollars of the winnings. Only a million of it? Mm -hmm. This is my theory. I don't have proof, but this is my theory. My Mm -hmm. theory is that Michael knew that it was Abe's ticket, and this way he looked great. Like, he thought, oh, well, maybe he'll settle out of court and just give me the million dollars to go away, and... yeah. Abe was smart and was like, no, no, no. And on October 19th of 2007, a jury took less than an hour to rule that Abe did not steal the lottery ticket and that it was never in Michael Ford's wallet and that Michael Ford is a liar. Which I think at this point, like Michael should have to pay him something. Like he should at least have to cover court costs. At least, (laughs) yes, let's say at least legal fees, shit. Right. (laughs) So over the next like year, Abe kind of gets a little bit frustrated because a lot of lottery winners have experienced the same thing, which is when they win the lottery. And like, I don't know about Florida, but in the state of California, they have to legally they have to disclose your name. They can't just be like someone wins. There's some states where you can like not say your name, which I'm like, that's where you should win the lottery because right in California God. they have to say your name. And most of the time they put your picture in the paper. Oh, and I remember no. a long time ago I saw this guy guy wore like a rabbit head like a like a big bunny like Easter bunny <laughs> smart ha- hat or I think it was something like that because his picture was in there and they had his name and he had like a generic name oh so genius like John Smith I mean my <laughs> name is pretty generic yeah yeah I'm fucked. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you know, my name is pretty generic so that would be easy. Just put on my bunny hat. I'm going to say bunny because if I ever do win the lottery, I'm not going to tell you guys <laughs> what head I'm wearing. But he was growing frustrated because a lot of people were like coming up to him and being like, hey, Abe, can I have money? Can you buy me a house? Can you pay off debts? And he was. Like, he would do that and a lot of times mm-hmm. like if strangers needed money, he would just give it to them. So he was going through his 17 million dollars like it was water. Oh, I'm sure. He actually said to his Brother, I'd rather be broke. And he told a friend, I thought all these people were my friends, but then I realized all I wanted was just money. Yeah. Hmm. which is really sad. And I want to point this out that like Abraham wasn't necessarily the most literate person. He came from like a labor background where he was more of like a manual labor in like construction and stuff like that, which is what he was doing. Like that's where he was going, going to a job in Miami when they bought this ticket. So because of that, I think I feel in my heart of hearts that he got taken advantage of a lot and that he didn't actually know how much money he was giving away Hmm. or spending. It was said that he had a really kind heart heart yeah sounds like it right and i think when you kind of couple those two with someone who may not be paying attention or understand money like the gravity of how fast money can go you know i paid for a wedding i realize how fast money can go it's like (laughs) oh that's a big check (sighs) so with that he kind of was looking to get some help And I don't know if he made it known to like his friends or whatever, but this woman, we will call her Satan at some point. (laughs) This woman by the name of Dee Dee Moore basically finds out about his story through his realtor. His realtor told her about him and they met at the most fancy place you can imagine, the Red Lobster. Oh, Which as soon as I said that mocking me, I'm like, fuck, I want cheddar biscuits. (laughs) Yeah, we don't even have... I don't think there is Red Lobster here. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to go find the... Now they make boxes and they sell it in the store. Yeah. They don't Uh have it in Alaska. I will bring you some. Okay. (laughs) Ship that off me. Your kid is going to be like, what is this magic? Yeah, (laughs) Have them in the lower 48. (laughs) So she met him at the Red Lobster, basically saying, hey, I want to write a book about you. Like this rags to riches kind of story. And you know, it was going to be a biography and it was going ironically to heavily feature how people were taking advantage of him. Hmm. Okay. So Dee Dee's like, okay, I'm going to help you get your shit together because you're not doing too well and you're hemorrhaging money. It's, going away, like I said, like water. So she helps him set up an LLC. So it was Abraham Shakespeare LLC. And she makes herself manager of this entire business enterprise. Of course she does. Abe does get a little concerned that he won't have access to his money. And so basically what happens is they go to the bank. And the story at the bank is that basically he would have to sign alongside everything she does. But as soon as he leaves and because again his literacy level is is lower, basically she becomes a signer so she can just sign whatever she wants once he figures this out it can't be undone the way it was set up and then eventually Dee Dee comes back and removes Abe's access to his accounts altogether (gasps) bitch Uh well you would think having this wonderful person by the name of Dee Dee or Satan (laughs) <laughs> who was there to help him with his money, he wouldn't be getting behind. So one of the things that ends up happening is that he gets behind on his mortgage, which I'm like, Uh-oh. how the fuck are you behind on a mortgage when you had $17 million? Why the fuck didn't you pay cash for that house, sir? Right, right. Who the fuck told you to make $7,000 monthly payment? Mm. The interest alone, sir. Literally. Oh my God. Right. So Dee, out of nowhere, right, helps him make this, you know, out of her, the kindness of her heart pays, I'm pretty sure it was his his own money. Mm-hmm. For him, this this is like how he helps get that trust involved, right? Because he's like, no one's ever given me money. No one's ever like given me a large amount of money to help me out. I've given it out like in spades to people. This is gonna be a really fun episode of cliches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he's like, okay, I trust her. Like I get what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And Abe starts talking about, because there's these videos and they're online, and I I did this research so long ago, I'm going to have to go, like, look them up again. I hope that they're, like, saved in my... (laughs) in my stuff I will I'll look for him but there's a video of like where he's talking about how he just wants to like, get away from everyone he wants to like mm-hmm. leave Florida or the area he just wants to start over mm-hmm. and he just wants to disappear from the people in his life and DD is recording all of this oh no what is with the name DD being associated with evil ass bitches because that right? was you know Gypsy Rose's mom's name <laughs> which is really weird because I have a certain friend whose nickname for me is DD because we used to like when we worked I was this daily distraction because like we chat online at the same time like we weren't even working in the same company but we'd be like chatting to each other while we were working so he called me dd and i called him rue because his name was andrew so we have these like mm-hmm. so now i'm like every time i hear it i'm like fucking people ruining dd out there for me no <laughs> right? anyway so she's like recording all this shit right mm-hmm. but really i think it's like setting up alibi oh yeah for sure well In January of 2009, the ownership of Abe's house is transferred to a company called the American Medical Professionals, which is Dee Dee's company. Of course. Yeah. According to you, she was buying homes and the money from Abe to help him get the cash to take off to go bye-bye. So she was like, I don't even think she paid that much. According to Polk County records, Abe's home and other properties are sold or assigned to the American medical professionals for like pennies. Like she picked that shit up for pennies, like Mm. $570,000. What? For all (gasps) this shit. Oh, my God. Right. Also, in February 21st of 2009, she buys a 2008 Chevy Corvette for her boyfriend, and that costs $70,390.86. She pays with a cashier check from her American Medical Professionals LLC business account, which, you know, is connected to him. Aww. Right. Yeah. On March 2nd of 2009, she buys herself a 2009 Hummer for $90,000. I'm like, that's a lot of money to destroy the environment, sir, or ma'am. Fuck, for real. In April of 2009, about the 7th, which is weird because today is the 5th in real time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Abe is last seen on the 6th. According to detectives, this is the last day he used his cell phone. This is the last day anyone saw him. So, in April 2009, Dee Dee calls James more her ex-husband asking according to his later statements to the police to dig a hole in the backyard mm. Dee claims mm. that the hole is needed to bury concrete and trash james Moore digs the hole and is called back two hours later to fill the hole is that a thing some people do like i know that like some people do that like oh, okay if they're building like a patio or something but trash i don't know like people are weird i've seen it I done mean, okay i'm like how dumb is this dude <laughs> because <laughs> a lot of times it could be not like trash trash it could be like yard trash and shit like that mm, like compost mm-hmm. or something okay fair fair and according to james he was being paid to do other yard work by dd so this wasn't a weird like this wasn't an out of the blue thing like he had already performed things like this for her so he's just like i did it and he said that the hole had like you know like there was trash stuff in there and so he couldn't really see in there because also she called him back and insisted that he do it in the dark oh which i'm like okay weird red flag. Yeah. So at this point in time, no one's seen anything. And then flash forward to August, because mind you, they've been perpetuating the story around that he's just wanted to get out. So a lot of people know that he's just wanting to dip out. So maybe the lack of phone calls or answering is just people wanting, he just wants some space. And I could see that like if you were like, okay, everyone asks him for money all the time. Of course, he's not going to pick up his phone or he probably just let that phone go and got a new one Mm -hmm. and he'll come back in his own time. Like, this is what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. In August of 2009, Cedric, his cousin, came over with a card for his mother, which had $100 and a cross enclosed. And the mother claimed that the signature on the card looked like Shakespeare's, but Cedric wouldn't say who gave him the card. Oh, okay. I have a feeling Didi was like, hey, this is for his mom. You know, make sure you give this to the mom. Mm -hmm. So people started asking, like, where the fuck is Abe? Like, he's gone. And mind you, he has two sons oh okay sorry I did not tell you guys that bit earlier yeah he has two sons and they have not heard from him I don't know if like he was really involved in his kid's life there's not much known and I actually appreciate that there's not a lot out there on his children because I think it's super fucked up when people take advantage of children in these situations yeah so Didi starts because everyone's asking Didi because Didi is his best friend and they hang out all the time and she's the one who helped him get out because she bought his shit for pennies on the dollar so he could you know fly off to wherever she told people that he was in the Caribbean. Also, that he was in a facility dying of AIDS. What right. the Not fuck? Not a nice woman, this woman. Oh. On November 9th, 2009, his cousin Cedric files a missing persons report with the sheriff. On November 12th of 2009, the police interview, <laughs> this is the first interview the police have with Didi, and detectives are like trying to figure it out, and this is where she tells the investigators she paid Shakespeare in cash. So like, she bought everything and was like, here this is. But Then it's kind of like, well, where the fuck did the cash come from? This is a big thought process. And of course, they're going to look into it. On November 24th, so 12 days later, they bring her in and they're investigating the claims that Abe just took off. But they're also investigating the fact that she had Abe taken off his own LLC account and had zero Mm -hmm. money in it. But this also is so sad because they say at the time that this happened, there was about a million dollars that was left in the account. So he went through like $16 million in like two years. Oh, my God. That's wild. I can't even imagine doing that. What is that that movie Brewster's Million, like, (sighs) where the guy has, like, 30 days to spend a million dollars and he can't have any cash left or can't, like, produce any money? I mean, Mm -hmm. I could definitely do that. That's, like, four trips to Sephora. (laughs) So they're noticing that there are like these cash withdrawals or the transactions that are happening between the two LLCs, her like American Mm -hmm. medical professionals, which really drives me crazy because every time I say it, I want to say American Medical Association (laughs) because not the same. One is a highly respected like advocate for physicians and the other one is a lying bitch. (laughs) So they're kind of like, what the fuck is happening? So then on November 24th, they declare him officially missing. Like they can't substantiate any of her dumb claims like and honestly like I would have said like something like I don't think I would have said like oh he's in the Caribbean or he's like dying of AIDS that one is like such a weird one because like he would have to be doing that in a facility so they could track him right and if she was just letting him die somewhere of AIDS then that's cruelty right on December 3rd of 2009 basically Dee Dee's having to like come up with why she did what she did and like basically she was like I was taking the money out of his account because he didn't want to pay child support anymore and she apparently had another business as well it's called American Medical Associates I'm like oh Oh, you will get sued (laughs) AMA get on that shit (laughs) so at this point like she's basically she's scrambling so at this point she writes a letter to his mom saying that everything is fine but the problem is that Abe can't read or write Mm. he can just sign his name details details I mean just a little one I mean That would be the biggest, like, he wrote you this letter. You are straight tripping. Yeah, right? like it would have made more sense if she was like hey he called me and dictated this to me to give to you because Mm -hmm. this is like the one time that that story would have been plausible right 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 or be like like it's typed and be like he talked to text it yeah exactly well she's a dumb lying bitch she's not a smart woman (laughs) at this point in time like she's scrambling for money because like she's you know tapped that well pretty hard so she ends up selling her Hummer remember she bought it for ninety thousand. She sold it for like forty nine thousand. Right. <laughs> and December twenty seventh of two thousand and nine. Ready. This is super fucked up. Elizabeth Walker, his mom, receives a phone call from mm-hmm. someone pretending to be Abe. <gasps> oh my god! Uh... This just so happens when Dee Dee and Elizabeth are out to eat Ugh. that this call would come in. Mm. <laughs> And it's not even that much longer. That happened on December 27th. On December 28th, Gregory Smith, one of Abe's friends, is basically is approached and interviewed by a detective and kind of cops to being the friend that calls. Oh, fuck. Like, it's not very long at all. Like, not even a day. (laughs) No, it's like, my feeling is like, they were at dinner, I'm assuming at Red Lobster. And okay, I know that I'm like, coming hard for Red Lobster. I actually very much enjoy Red Lobster. I don't know why I'm talking (laughs) shit about it. But I just thought it was funny because it's like such a random place. So like, let's have a business meeting yeah. over red laps <laughs> over the biscuits. <laughs> Granted, the biscuits are amazing. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, one time I went there and they were like so salty, and I was suffering. So it's like the cheddar, <laughs> but the salt yeah sorry i'm easily distracted when it comes to food guys it's fine it's fine <laughs> so in january of 2010 dd Dee Dee contacts greg and asks anyone willing to admit to law enforcement that they're responsible for killing abe and there's like what? okay here's the thing greg is like smart af he was like okay i did this thing where i impersonated a person which i'm pretty sure could be at least a misdemeanor if not a felony. Right. I don't know. I hope it's a felony. It's probably just, like, wishful thinking on my part. But basically, Mm -hmm. they're like, he's smart enough to know, like, he's going to the detectives and being like, she called me and said, do I know someone stupid enough to a cop to kill him? So Abe is dead. Right? And so... On January 21st, Officer Mike Smith of the Lake Wales, Florida Police Department works undercover as the person that Dee Dee is hired to meet with Greg. And Moore agrees to pay Smith $50,000, not Greg Smith, but Mike Smith. If you take responsibility and Mike is like, sure, but tells more he needs to know like where Abe is buried because that's probably like a big thing. Also, anyone out there who's like dumb enough to really think that this is a smart move, (laughs) $50,000 versus I'm pretty sure Florida has the death penalty. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. Ted Bundy fell to it. So on January 25th, 2010, Dee Dee shows Greg the concrete slab, so the friend Greg, where Shakespeare is buried and Dee Dee gives him the thirty eight Smith & Weston revolver, which was used to kill Mm. Abe. Mm-hmm. They fucking said, like, that day, they were like, uh, it's here. (laughs) Yeah. He's here. And basically, that day, Deedee claims that she did not pay Abe for his house is because he had drug problems and the money would be used to buy drugs. So, like, they're interviewing her, like, dude, you know. Mm -hmm. But kind of not, because two days later, on January 27th, the police find the body at the Plant City house, and basically they dug. And it took, like, a whole day for them to find him. Mm -hmm which I was just, like, really sad about. Yeah. On January 28th, James Moore, Dee Dee's ex-husband, is interviewed, and he basically is like, yeah, I dug the hole, and I did this in April. She asked me to do it, and I did it, and she paid me for it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I have often, because I've, I did this case a little while ago on the Patreon. live, I'm like, I've thought about it since then. I'm like, did he know? Or, like, right. is he just like, eh? she's shady and I'm just gonna let you know her do her and I'm gonna get paid to do this I would be like why do you want me to come at night right this is Florida <laughs> alligators come out at night just saying oh <sighs> I'm like mostly petrified of Florida because of alligators because like I don't trust them Mm-mm. on February 2nd of 2010 the police actually take Dee, Dee into custody which I'm like that's not that long the 29th or the 27th, I mean. Mm-hmm. So on the 29th, they determine that they positively ID that it's Abraham Shakespeare. Yeah. And then two days later, they arrest Dee Dee and is charged with accessory after the fact. Which I'm like, how? But then she gets more charges. And on February 3rd, she gets her bond is set for a million dollars, which I found is ironic <laughs> because that's what she stole. Yeah, Her first name is Dolores, guys, by the way. Ah. Oh. But... She goes by Dee mm-hmm. So Dee Dee ends up being charged on December 19th with first degree murder. And on March 15th of 2010, she pleads not guilty. And I mean, her trial was really uneventful. She tried to lie, but the jury found her guilty on December 10th of 2012. And she is to serve life without parole. Gotcha. Now, if this story seems a little familiar to you, other than the fact that it did on a live, it is because it actually has been in quite a bit of media. Oh. It has been on an american e-television show called the curse of the lottery It has also been an episode of snapped which i'm like mm, that's pushing it they've also on reels, sex lies and murder as the missing millionaire which is one of their shows hmm. one of my favorite is murder in the thirst as that's funny <laughs> like because they're thirsty for money And then it's been on Deadly Women, and it was showcased on I Killed My BFF on the Lifetime channel. Gotcha. So it's gotten quite a lot of press. I'm just really sad about this because this was clearly a woman who just, like, took advantage of a man who didn't know any better. And he thought, wow, she helped me out. I can trust her. Like, she paid my mortgage once. I can trust her, and she's not going to fuck me over. And she did the ultimate fucking over. Like, she literally killed him right and then tried to pretend that he was just like out there right in the world fucking terrible and I really wish the story had ended with they found him in the Caribbean like that would have been an amazing ending to that story right but not so lucky yeah well that wraps up this stabby snippet here on three sweet girls we will see you on Monday for another episode bye guys bye